0: Welcome to Crossing Cultures. I am Sebas, your host from the Netherlands. In this podcast, I talk to people from all over the world about our countries and cultures in order to get a better understanding of each other's way of life. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the thirteenth episode of Crossing Cultures. I'm glad you're all listening. I have a new guest with me today. It's the third guest from the African continent. So yeah, we're uh, we're switching gears, um, and this time I have with me Kyla from South Africa. Kyla, welcome.
1: Yes. Hi. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm very g- happy to have you as well. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm, g- I'm enjoying the late sunset.
0: Yes, we have a... Or at least I have a view. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at the other... You're end, my uh, view today. i <laughs> the yeah. view. There's no better view no. than that. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky me. <laughs> um, Kayla. why did you come to the Netherlands?
1: So, the first thing is to study. I'm studying at the University of Tilburg. But my family also moved here, so it was a life shift as well. I'm here with my mom and her partner and our two dogs and a cat.
0: Okay, so where are your parents from?
1: We're all from Johannesburg in South Africa. Okay. Um, actually, a small town just outside Johannesburg called Boxburg, but no one ever really knows that. Okay. <laughs> so, Johannesburg it is. It
0: is. I, I get it because I'm also from a small town here in the Netherlands from an even or a small... Small city compared to other big cities in the world. So I will always say, name that city instead of the, the town. Yeah. I think we all do that, right? Definitely. Um, why do they live in the Netherlands?
1: So my mom was just always going to follow me wherever I went. Um, it was the plan like, my whole life. And her partner has now been with her for almost 10 years. So obviously he's part of the family now too. And he also wanted to live in Europe. It's been a dream for all of us. So it was a group move.
0: They moved with you. Yeah. And Uh, the two
1: dogs and the cat. Don't forget them. (laughs) No, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) They only arrived in December, so I'm still excited to have them back.
0: (laughs) Wow. How cool. Okay, so um, the first thing that comes to mind, um, like you said, you came here for your studies, but uh, the Netherlands and South Africa have some history together, and I... I think there's also quite some South Africans living in the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, is that correct?
1: Definitely. There's a big group of South Africans. I yeah? think Most people in South Africa, if you're going to move to Europe, the obvious choice is the Netherlands. Because of the cultural links, it feels like it'll be the easiest to integrate into.
0: And um, why would it be easy to integrate?
1: Yeah. So first, the language is similar. Um, Afrikaans in South Africa is a what, child language of Dutch. So it's easier to learn Dutch. Um, you can also read it from the beginning, which is a big help. You can read signs and such.
0: You can you can um understand Dutch easily.
1: Definitely reading. I can't understand spoken Dutch that much. If people speak slowly and clearly, I can understand. But there's really significant pronunciation differences that make it difficult to follow conversation. But reading, it's just spelling differences. But the words are the same.
0: Okay. And do you think that I can understand Afrikaans?
1: Yes, but I'm not going to be your test subject because Afrikaans is like my second language. I'm not fluent.
0: (laughs) Okay, no, 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 I wasn't, (laughs) I didn't mean like that, but I was just wondering. You can understand it. Yeah? Yeah. Um,
1: People that I've spoken to describe Afrikaans, um, Dutch people, describe it as if speaking to like a toddler, (laughs) as if you spoke baby dutch you know okay (laughs) so it would sound like some of the words or maybe people don't really know how to speak properly (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay
0: uh okay yeah so so we would probably understand each other um and and how big is that community here in the netherlands of south african people
1: i can't be sure but i'm on a facebook group of uh, expats which has i think more than ten thousand members so it's definitely within the tens of thousands but I'm sure it's a lot higher of people that just don't join online expat groups
0: and is it only because there's less of a language barrier or is it also the culture that is easily to adapt
1: in some ways it is definitely the culture that's closer to what we know um, but I think the Netherlands has changed a lot in the last century Mm -hmm. Um, and is now such a liberal, open-minded country, whereas South Africa still isn't. So I think people assume there will be more similarities in culture than there actually are.
0: Okay. Is that one of the things that struck you most when arriving here?
1: Uh, Not personally. I came here because of the liberalness and open-mindedness. That's uh, an attractive feature to me. But I think of maybe conservative Afrikaans people in South Africa that expect the same type of conservative culture here. I think that might be a bit of a culture shock.
0: And are we really that open and tolerant according to you, now that you've been here for how many months?
1: Seven months. Seven months? Yeah. Uh, in, s- in most ways, yes. Like, one of the big things is the acceptance of the queer community. That is a really, like, it's clear and open in society, yeah, that it's you're welcome and you're accepted if you're part of the queer community. Um, and... I suppose race relations—it's not as clear, just because the Netherlands is compared to South Africa more homogenous. People are th- the same culture, yep. so I don't know if that's true yet. I'll I'll wait and see.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. And and why did you think we're we're more open and tolerant? Is it the image people have? Yeah. There yeah. of yeah. us.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think the whole Western Europe image in South Africa is open-minded and tolerant and uh, i think yeah, okay. people associate with progressive
0: not necessarily the netherlands no not se. alone yeah okay yeah, yeah okay but then why the netherlands still because of the language
1: barrier. what me yeah you yeah. for you um mine was we chose it because of career goals i want to work in the hague <laughs> so it made sense to study in the netherlands as well and then it's it sounds like a silly reason, but it was important to us. We have a pit bull, and the Netherlands is the only country in Europe that you can bring a pit bull in. A pit bull? A pit bull. A oh, pit bull, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The dog, the dog. The yeah, dog. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, the pit bull?
0: Is that an African <laughs> sport? <laughs> pit <No>. bull. <laughs> no, the, the dog. <laughs> the dog, okay, yeah. yeah.
1: They're the only country in Europe you can bring one in from a third really? country. yeah.
0: Uh, So within Europe, we can mm-hmm. travel with the pit bull? Yes. But, but you can't,
1: like, immigrate from a, a non-European country with a pit bull. So
0: the Netherlands is the only country. F- okay. Yeah. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, is there a <laughs> so reason for that? So we know we're,
1: they're open-minded about dogs. <laughs> <Yeah. as well. laughs> At least we're that. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's one thing. Okay. Uh, Where are you from in South Africa yourself?
1: I'm from Boxburg. Uh, Solberg, Boxburg? Yeah. But, <laughs> Boxburg, a uh, small town just outside Johannesburg. Okay. Yeah. And in the province, Gauteng
0: Gauteng?
1: Yeah. Okay. That was pretty good. Is
0: that Afrikaans?
1: Uh, no, I think it, I can't lie to you and tell you <laughs> what the origin is. We have 11 official languages in South Africa. It's one of those 11.
0: Oh, yeah. 11 official languages. Yeah. And which one of those do you speak?
1: English and. Semi-fluent in Afrikaans,
0: and what is the role of both languages in those countries? Does everyone speak English?
1: Everyone can speak English. Uh, A surprising majority can speak Afrikaans, but I think that's also remnants of our historical things, you know, apartheid and Afrikaans was the main language. So a lot of people can still speak Afrikaans, um, and but the most spoken language is Zulu. Really, that's
0: most widespread.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah
0: um and does that have but that's a more indigenous language yeah right yeah and do you speak sulu no no not at no. all
1: um i know a few words that are just common in our society and like some words that have you know become normal like used in english as well so
0: okay and 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 do people who who speaks sulu then
1: oh well it's different groups of south africans um if you're speaking like race demographics, black people speak Zulu and uh all many of the other languages like Corsa and Spede and Twana, Twana. Um so it's different groups of people within the country. It used to be divided by area, but now a globalized world, well, no one stays in their own little town, so it's not really in by area anymore. Okay. It's like a lucky draw when you meet someone to know which language they speak. It's fun.
0: Yeah. Um, but that also means you're not able to communicate with all your peers
1: yeah definitely not in everyone's own language you have to speak english
0: but does everyone who speaks like the poor majority uh do they speak english as well
1: yeah i've never met someone in south africa that can't speak english.
0: okay so l- yeah. literally everyone speaks english yeah Well, that's great
1: yeah, I think it's because everyone has to work in English. All schools are in English. You can find some like smaller rural schools that will teach in um, different languages, but as soon as someone goes to like higher primary school levels, you have to do English because uh, that's the main education.
0: Okay, and yeah. what about uh, do still isolated tribes exist?
1: Not anymore. Uh, no.
0: Okay, because I s- spoke to um, Omar from Sudan. Uh, and he was really talking about uh, many, many tribes in Sudan, um, with all having their own language. But maybe then in South Africa, that's less of a problem.
1: Yeah, the, everyone has their uh, historical links. So what tribes their family used to belong to and what they still identify with. But it's not a separation anymore in the sense of like you'll find you know a tribe in one area that's only Zulu or something. It's really just people have family homes that they go back to in areas, but when you're in your normal course of business and school and life, um, there's no separation between tribes. We also don't really use tribes to describe anything in South Africa anymore.
0: Uh, rather, I saw that in South Africa, there's a great sense of unity, yeah, and and pride, uh, yeah, to p- yeah of be on being of being South African,
1: yeah. Because during apartheid, there was a big emphasis on dividing, se- like dividing conflict. Can you
0: quickly elaborate on uh, apartheid for the people who don't yes, know? Yes,
1: of course. So it was a government what, position of segregation, but formal, so uh, enforced in the country with segregated areas of living and association. Um, so this was officially implemented in the 1940s. And... Most people, I think, know and associate Nelson Mandela with South Africa, and uh, he was imprisoned under the racist laws of the apartheid government, and uh, when he was released from prison around the fall of the Soviet Union, because a big focus was on labeling black political parties as communist, so when the Soviet Union fell, that defense kind of fell away, and people were able to actually l- look at the policies and see the problem. So Nelson Mandela was released from prison and elected as our first democratic president in 1994. And that's really the focus on unity was from Nelson Mandela. Yeah.
0: He's the, the father of uh, of modern South Africa.
1: Yeah. And we he, I think, if I remember correctly, coined the term the rainbow nation, which South Africa proudly wears.
0: Yeah. The rainbow nation. How mm-hmm. nice.
1: Yeah. Because we have a really wide variety of people from different cultures.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, But that wide variety does not result in internal conflicts.
1: Unfortunately, it really does. It does. Yeah. Uh,
0: despite the strong sense of unity.
1: Yeah, it's really, it's like a paradox. Um, okay. On the one hand, people are really united by the shared South Africanness. But there's also... The con of that is anyone that isn't very clearly South African is kind of on the outside. Um, And for most people, I feel like that's not a problem, but there are some groups of what I think are radical people that are very xenophobic. Um, It's actually currently going on in South Africa that there's xenophobic attacks of foreigners from our neighbouring countries. So there's a lot of unity, but people that have... More recent links with, you know, foreign countries are kind of targeted sometimes, even if they've lived in South Africa for years.
0: Uh, what kind of recent links then? Um, that they lived in the other country, for example.
1: Or if their parents were from another country, but they were born and raised in South Africa. Um, so if they, yeah, if you're not a few uh, generations of South African.
0: Okay, but also. <laughs> So you don't mean tourists, for example? Yeah, no, not tourists. No, okay. Yeah. People, people that live on the continent. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that also, but that sounds more as uh, conflicts towards external intruders than in their yeah. eyes. Yeah. Um, but is it also internally between groups?
1: Yeah, just groups like. Yeah, yeah, like, like like we like, have here in the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. There's not so much. As far as I know, between, for example, like, Sutu and Zulu. But, of course, unfortunately, there's still a lot of racial tension. So, between different racial groups. Which is an ongoing, you know, struggle for a lot of people.
0: Because what I've read, there is um, 80% is black. Yeah. Then there's, like, mm, 10% white, 10% colored, as you call them. Yeah, that uh, was actually
1: something I wanted to bring up. Yeah, today, yeah, is that colored? I've had people be really shocked when I use that term, um, and it took me a long time to realize they thought I was using it as like just to describe people of color, which is sketchy, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. In, yeah. In the the rest of the world, yeah. I
0: would say it's a
1: controversial term. Exactly, yeah. but in uh, South Africa, it's a it's race not. of people. They, yeah, it's there's no other term for them. Um, they proudly call themselves colored. It's a race of people like black or white.
0: How would you describe, what is a colored person? then? Uh, so What does he or her look like?
1: The closest is someone who's of mixed race. But in South Africa, uh, when we were colonized, when there were mixed race children then, um, it w- became so established over generations that they're their own race and own social group, their own history. So but they look like they look like mixed race people half yeah. black half white yeah
0: I um I think the most for for at least for us westerners the most famous colored per- person from South Africa is Trevor Noah yeah. right Yeah the the American TV host
1: Yes he's very popular in South Africa too I <laughs> didn't
0: know he was from South Africa Oh yeah uh, but uh, apparently is and also What shocked me is that Elon Musk is from South Africa?
1: Yeah, he went to my university. Really? Yeah.
0: The University of Pretoria.
1: Yes, a plug there, the University of Pretoria. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) applied there.
0: That was a big surprise to me as well.
1: Yeah, people are really proud to claim that as well. Like the richest man in the world is from South Africa. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, Yeah, they claim, really claim him.
1: Yeah, they're very proud of it
0: think that's the fate of uh of famous people in general when you're famous everyone claims you yeah
1: if you step foot in that country once they're ours (laughs) yeah he's mine. yeah
0: okay well yeah is he where yeah so he's also from that region yeah he's
1: from pretoria as far as I
0: okay when did he move to the states then or is this is this well known or in south africa it's well yeah yeah, (laughs) exactly (laughs)
1: um as far as i know he moved there like when he was 20 or 21 i think he moved to canada first okay yeah. so he well, hasn't been there for a while i don't think he's like visited or anything. i, I <laughs> really don't know <laughs> i don't know if he'd identify as south african anymore that's
0: a good question
1: yeah uh, we'll ask him if we have a meeting yeah so. we will <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so well that's already um portrays the the ethnic diversity there is in uh, south africa and people haven't seen you now I i look <laughs> at you but you're also white yeah with nice green hair. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's that's what South Africa is, right? This yeah. uh, this ethnic diversity. Uh,
1: yeah, I've heard people describe it as a, a melting pot of cultures. Melting pot. Yeah, of cultures. it's just a mix.
0: In that sense, it's similar to Brazil, I think, because um, yeah. uh, Brazil also has from white to black to everything in between. Uh, in the and also regarding landscape uh, Brazil is very diverse and i think that also goes for south africa
1: yes yeah we have the beautiful oceans and we have the variety from ice cold oceans to really warm indian ocean we have mountains deserts um not much forest they were lacking <laughs> we have a very small area of forest and the famous savanna and the kruger
0: yeah, and the, the, the kruger park the kruger uh, that's park is the f- yes.
1: famous park right most yeah. famous maybe yeah Definitely the most famous. The safari Park.
0: Yeah.
1: It's also weird because we would never call it Safari in South Africa. <laughs> no? Yeah, we just call it Kruger Park. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a bush drive or that's a game a, that's drive.
0: That's a western point of view. Then, yeah. like Safari is like exploring some strange territory yes, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> How is growing up in almost Johannesburg?
1: <laughs> in near western. to Johannesburg? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that stands out for me and it's always a depressing conversation, but crime is a really huge issue in South Africa and it's been a big characteristic of my life, or at least avoiding crime has been a big uh-huh. characteristic of my life. So when I think of growing up in South Africa, unfortunately it's very much, that's what I think of the the threat to safety.
0: Um, Should I give some context? Yeah. Sure. So, we have the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. For example, um, Everyone's houses have really high walls and gates, and we have electric fences and alarm systems, so you're very closed off to your community. Um, And I was, for instance, I've never walked somewhere (laughs) or cycled somewhere before moving to the Netherlands. I couldn't walk to a friend's house. That was just unthinkable. Um, It wasn't part of my reality. So things like that just make your world very closed off.
0: Well, so... How big was the area you lived in? You went from home to school. Yeah. By car.
1: Yeah, by car. Um, I mean, I think because you have a car, things don't feel small. They're just they just feel closed off. So you have access to wherever you want okay, to go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Any place you are is definitely going to be walled off, and you stay where you are. You know, you're not going to walk around and see what else is about. So in that sense, it feels limited.
0: And is it also really unsafe, or do you only feel unsafe?
1: It is unsafe. Okay. Yeah. That's a I mean, proven fact. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I have the extreme like with <laughs> paranoia and worry, but it's objectively unsafe. Like we're, we're unfortunately called the rape capital of the world. The it's rape
0: like, capital of the world. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. We have a re- very high murder rate, armed robbery, and unfortunately our crime rate is it's linked to violent crime you're not just going to be casually like pickpocketed in johannesburg your risk is violent crime like being stabbed or shot at you know while you're being mugged so yeah unfortunately it's not only my feelings
0: okay that's uh that's a pity to hear that yeah. um it stems from financial or economic e- inequality right because uh or at least partly because south africa is the most unequal country Yeah, I've heard or read somewhere. I don't know if that is correct.
1: I've also I've also read that and I do think it is correct at least at least in the top three. Um, I was thinking about this earlier today, thinking about talking about Johannesburg. And the things that strike me is that you can have the richest area in the country. And I think even the continent, which is Santon in Johannesburg. But you could go two street down and people are living in poverty on the streets, Really that close you. to you? That close. If not even the same street. If you walk out your office in Sandton, there's going to be someone that's living below the pro- poverty line. Okay. So it's very unequal.
0: And do you think that's still uh, a scar of the apartheid regime?
1: Yeah, definitely. Because in apartheid, there was uh, a prohibition for people of colour to live in so-called white areas and that doesn't change overnight. But because the white areas or historically white areas, they're no longer white areas, but historically white areas were the economically active areas as well. So after apartheid, when people of color are joining the economy as they should, they have to go to areas that aren't accommod- or weren't accommodating them before. But they still have to be there to join the economy. So a lot of people end up in informal settlements and what I think a lot of people know as shanty towns. We call townships. So you're living in like townships, the richest yeah. city, yeah. but you're living in poverty. So it's definitely reminiscent of the apartheid days.
0: Okay. And is there any has there been any progress in the the last decades? Uh uh or it's more equality, financial equ- equality as well?
1: I wish I could say yes, but honestly, no. There's steps towards it. like There's uh, economic empowerment plans and affirmative action. But at the end of the day, we have a really corrupt government. And that limits our own people. So,
0: yeah. Uh, how is the <laughs> president called again? Zuma? No, oh. Jacob Zuma is no longer our president. Oh, yeah, that's a, the, the former. <laughs> and yeah. he's charged... With certain yeah
1: many charges of corruption, he's also been charged before with rape, so he's not a good (laughs) politician. Our current president is Cyril Ramaphosa, who is better arguably than Jacob Zuma. Okay,
0: but also corrupt, or or is it just the local government that is corrupt?
1: I haven't seen much personally that would suggest Cyril Ramaphosa himself is corrupt, but definitely his cabinet. The ministers, um, the people that work beneath him, the African National Congress is our leading political party, and it's just really widespread corruption throughout the party. So it goes from national to regional, provincial. Yeah.
0: Okay, and that kind of hinders the the progress in equality in the equality fight.
1: Yeah, and it's really unfortunate because it's very transparent people can see it and they're angry about it and you want change but what do you do
0: the uh, south african political system is divided over three st- uh, cities right yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have multiple capitals we is do. that correct
1: we have three capitals and it's separated like the traditional separation of powers so we From have montesquieu yeah, we have a (laughs) judicial capital, an executive capital, and a legislative capital.
0: And uh, which ones? Which ones are those?
1: So, Bloemfontein is the judicial capital, then Cape Town is the executive capital, and Pretoria the legislative capital.
0: Okay, so Johannesburg is not one of them.
1: No, but Johannesburg is referred to as the financial capital, but it is not an official capital. Okay. So yeah. But it is the richest city in Africa. So Economic hub. Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Okay.
1: We have our brief history lesson of South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we've had it as as far as that is possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, what would you say is something a lot of people should know about South Africa that? Not many people know, you think.
1: Yeah, I think uh, what we've been touching on, I think people underestimate some of the the dangers in South Africa. Um, And I've seen a lot of... Underestimate. Yeah, people don't realize how much crime can infiltrate your life. Like you, I I think I see people take advantage, take for advantage take advantage of take advantage of the assumption that they can uh, walk around somewhere because it's busy like for example in johannesburg the streets are really busy and buzzing there's a lot of stores but it's not safe to walk around there if you can avoid it so
0: okay so also does it also go for tourists
1: yeah definitely
0: they're being mugged and robbed All the time? Yeah, criminals in South
1: Africa don't discriminate. (laughs) They'll rob you if you're a South African or a tourist. I actually think tourists might be more at risk because they don't know the dangers. Like, explaining to a a tourist who's coming to South Africa that, you know, something like violent crime could be a risk when they're just going out for dinner. It's not really (laughs) very kosher. You know, people don't want to hear that. Sounds absurd. It does sound absurd, yeah. As a Dutchie. But it's true; it's the reality. I think you're in your own home, you're unsafe because of home invasions. But when you leave the house, every second's a risk, in my opinion.
0: So is there any safe place at all there's in South safe Africa? Safe
1: for places, and there's definitely you can enjoy life in South Africa, and especially as a tourist, there's a lot you can do. You just have to be aware of the risks and don't put yourself in unsafe situations. So. Travel everywhere by car. You don't think you're going to walk somewhere and just go see the scenery. You can have a great time and see really beautiful things, but you're going to drive place to place for your safety.
0: To be in your own safe bunker. Yeah, in your own bubble. On, bunker on wheels.
1: Yeah, definitely. You have to go through South Africa in a bit of a safety bubble.
0: Okay. Sad though, because then is there a way you can connect with the with the locals?
1: There are ways, it just takes like if everyone any. moves around from <laughs> yeah. from A
0: to B in, in its own bubble, is is there then social cohesion in
1: surprisingly, it feels like there is. It feels very communal in South Africa <laughs> because when you do interact with people, what in whatever place you've arrived to in your car, it's really friendly. South Africans are really friendly and open open in general. Um so in the places you go <laughs> then it's great and you feel connected to people it's just the outside the protected walls of wherever you are that's dangerous and yeah. i mean maybe i'm on the extreme because I, maybe i've you know i've had bad experiences but some people may feel safer to to be in more public areas for like longer term without you know having the safety of a car to drive somewhere um, and I don't think every time is a guaranteed like something will happen, but I think there's always a substantial risk.
0: And is Johannesburg, like Johannesburg is, is probably the most unsafe city of South Africa?
1: Certainly areas, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. But there's also there's great areas of Johannesburg that you can go to that are really fun and uh, vibrant and have a really good like social life and that are safe if you stay within that. <laughs> exactly like there's a precinct called the Maboneng precinct which is about six six streets in Johannesburg like and all their associated um alleys and such and that's been really built up as a as a social center and it's got its own you know, dynamic and that's safe you can walk those streets easily and you won't be harassed or at risk of anything but don't go beyond the precinct that's all it is
0: okay and and how many unpleasant I- events have happened to you in your life how what should i think of once two times in your life or is it really m- more, uh, uh, more, it's more frequent basis maybe
1: five or six like there's been a few home robberies like in the night while you're sleeping um there's been a few muggings um my mom and i left a show once and someone had broken into The car while we were in the show um which was bad enough but as we were like oh my god what happened here this guy like jumped out and grabbed my mom's handbag so then there was of course like a face to face Mm. moment with this person which was a bit more traumatic so that was one instance um i have had someone try and steal phones through the car window in johannesburg like as you're at the the Ro- I was about to call it a robot. We call traffic lights robots in South Africa, oh, well but at they the, the practically are. Line, <laughs> they are. Yeah, <laughs> I think people were like, "Wow, robot!" We just st- it stuck. <laughs> um, but I have had someone try and steal a phone like through the window at a traffic. Yeah, light. Yeah, because
0: that's what I heard. When you're in f- uh, stopped in front of the traffic light, then people mock you or yeah. they rob you. Uh, yeah. And is it also at with gun point? Yeah. Gun. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hijacking is a big problem because. It's almost always guaranteed that a criminal is armed in South Africa so if they're coming to your car your best bet is to get out and leave the car so it's really common that cars are t- stolen because they've kind of realized people are afraid and will not put much fight put up much of a fight if you come at them for their car exactly
0: them so, yeah. so in that I know sense, it's a bit bleak <laughs> well well it's reality but I think it happens all around the world but i can imagine that in, in or at least in johannesburg it's uh, it's more than anywhere else
1: yeah. but to answer your question um i'd say if i count like maybe two or three home in, uh, home robberies and that altercation and a few muggings maybe like six seven eight instances in my life mm-hmm. yeah but then also anyone you know has also had six or seven instances in their life so you're exposed to crime in that way too.
0: It's common to have the, to have had those experiences in yeah, your life. Yeah,
1: I would be shocked to meet someone in South Africa that hasn't had someone break into their house at night. I've never met someone that hasn't had that.
0: Okay, whereas I would be shocked if someone has had that in their life. If one of my friends yeah uh, would have had that in their lives. Yeah, That's a huge difference.
1: It is a huge difference. Being in Tilburg is weird because we... I don't know if I should say this on you know the internet, but we don't lock our back door, <laughs> and yeah. it's like mind blowing to not lock your door for us. It's just crazy.
0: Yeah, um, my girlfriend always tells sh- she's from Mexico, and she always tells me when she's in uh, in the Netherlands how she can just look through our windows w- when yeah. you walk by. It's uh, weird. When you walk on the street, you can just yeah walk next to the window and just. Check out the window, yeah. look <laughs> look into the house, look, look what they're cooking, yeah. <laughs> almost. Uh, for her, like in Mexico also, you have that, um, you have those communities yeah, uh, with fences and um, passwords where you have yeah. to enter.
1: No one can see my window in South Africa from the exactly. streets, like f- by design. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> by so, design, yeah. indeed. And you have a garden in the front that separates you and then a gate or a wall. So you just don't have that interaction with the person on the street. Even my dog goes crazy here because he's like, oh my god, people.
0: <laughs> is there a public life at all?
1: Um, Again, within like bubbles. Like yeah. you can go as a student, I suppose it's easy to speak about that, but you can go to like an area in the city that is known to be a student area. And then there is really nightlife and you meet new people and people that you would never have been exposed to just in your classes. So there are areas for that. And um, I think I wouldn't say people feel like they're lacking connection. It's just an no. added element. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a funny funny observation that there's this sense of com- big sense of community and then at the same time such feeling of un- of unsafety.
1: Yeah. Um I've always thought of it as we all know that we're living in this fear state. And that kind of connects us. So when you do meet people, when you're in a safe space, it you feel like you have a genuine connection. and You're starting off on the, the right foot because you're both looking for interaction and engagement. So I think it builds more of a sense of community.
0: Would you say you have friends from all social classes?
1: Maybe not all, probably not all, just because... Of access, um, we have quite a divide in private and public schools, and I was privileged enough to go to a private school where you just—it's so much more expensive than public schools. So I, I definitely didn't have the same type of exposure and access to different social classes. But university changed that. There, everyone is—you know—on the same level. So you do meet people from very different groups. Yeah.
0: But those are the non-private universities.
1: Uh yeah private universities are much smaller and not as popular in South Africa compared to private high school and primary school okay so
0: but people f- that that are brought up in, in in a township is it easy for them to access uni- m- university?
1: I think it's become easier um, they are like programs to to reach those children and expose them to university before they're leaving school and We have uh, a national grant system called, well, we call it NASFAS. It's like (laughs) N-S-F-A-S. And that does help a lot of people access university that wouldn't usually. So I think it's becoming more and more accessible. That's good to hear. Yeah. There's
0: at least some social mobility.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's potential.
0: Yeah. Okay. Hope, hope. Are are you planning to go back? Uh no. Oh, I <laughs> no. wanted to say that when you're back maybe it has changed.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately for me, um, as anyone listening may have been able to tell, crime it was a big deterrent for me and um living here has been like, wow, you don't have to live like that. It wasn't. It felt normal, but it's actually not. And I think that that feeling has been priceless. I wouldn't go back just because of that.
0: Mhm. How would you describe um a typical South African, to generalize very much, what is yeah. their common denominator?
1: I think friendliness. Um, because even if it's your worst day, or you know your dog just died, you you missed your carpool and you're late for class, when you meet someone, you're still going to be really friendly and open to conversation. So I think the broadest term can just be friendly. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually something I've noticed is weird here is that I greet people and go, hi, how are you? And with a smile, and you kind of get this deadpan, hello. Uh-huh. And then I go, how are you? Again, and there's the nothing. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: And is it random people you meet on the street, for example? Or is yeah. it people you've...
1: Not like across the road, you know, you shout okay. at them, hi, uh-huh. how are yeah, you? Yeah. But if, you know, you're standing in the park with your dog and someone else is there and you've kind of been standing there for a few seconds, you're just kind of like, hi, how how's it going? Yeah. And people are kind of, oh, <laughs> And yeah the yeah she is in the shops and
0: uh-huh there is a uh, like a silent rule almost here in the netherlands that um on the street on the pu- in the public sphere you don't really talk to each other oh yeah uh <laughs> but but I'm not sure if this is Dutch or more european uh because I've also experienced this and uh, this is not any different in in the metro in paris for example okay. uh at least in my experience or um, recently been to Madrid and also there people were in their own zone mm-hmm. uh when they were finding themselves on a public a public area. Uh but yeah for example uh being in the train or being at the train station. I see thi- I see the train station as such a wonderful place or like an airport where everyone gets together. People from all corners of the Netherlands in this case uh, get together. Uh but there's so little interaction. Uh, between us we're all on our phones or uh, reading a book uh, whereas when you sit across each other it's a very nice opportunity to have this five t- 50 minute conversation uh, with this random person It probably will enlighten your day as well yeah. um, but it's <laughs> it it definitely takes some courage because it's not common to do it feels like you're transgressing some like n- social rule. norm and yeah.
1: I think it's the opposite in South Africa if yeah. you're sitting somewhere with another person for like longer than a good solid 30 seconds you're going to greet each other and it's not going to stop at the hello you're probably so why are you here who are you tell me about you and your life um, I've, yeah it's just expected I think it would be considered really rude to sit in silence
0: That's uh, that that's great because then you get to know each other yeah uh, So in that sense, there's maybe even more social cohesion than. Yeah, (laughs) but
1: unfortunately, we don't have things like the train station to meet people at. Uh, We don't really. Yeah, also
0: has to do with the fact that we're really small. Yeah. uh, As a country, so it's easy to get from city A to city B.
1: um,
0: With this public transport system.
1: But like one thing I've noticed, we don't have the train example. But if you're like, you know, sitting at. a pub or a restaurant and there's someone close by and then, like you're alone if there's some silence you're going to speak to the people around you whereas yeah people seem to be really kind of insulted that you're like infringing on them and trying to speak to them
0: yeah i wouldn't say insulted but um they're um they're bothered yes yeah. uh, they didn't expect a stranger to be talking to them they expected yeah. to be there with their friends and have a good talk with their friends and um yeah that is uh that is a thing uh, but but at the same time that's why i think here in the netherlands w- when you have those social uh surprises that 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 even makes your day almost really? because it's yeah i've heard that from many people that when they had this encounter this surprising unexpected encounter with a stranger um really uh lightened up uh their day lit, lit up their day yeah
1: it'll give me confidence to continue harassing strangers <laughs> yeah you should
0: you should because um then they also get to know you yeah and i do
1: think i i have got some feedback that it's weird that i smile so much when i meet someone which is weird to hear because again in south africa it's considered so rude if you don't smile when you meet someone like it, i think the presumption is why wouldn't you want to appear friendly? <laughs> mm-hmm. So to meet someone and they're kind of just deadpan because, you know, you're a stranger and you're just asking them, like, could you pass me that or something? Yeah. It's weird, but, um, yeah, we would be really smiley and kind of laugh a lot.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah. Awkward when you're here, though. And you're the only one smiling and laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I agree. We should smile more.
1: I agree, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, and the Netherlands is always reported to be such a happy country, so you yeah. can all smile and show it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: true. Uh, but now that the sun is coming back, uh, <laughs> maybe you will smiles. see more <laughs> smiles on our faces. <laughs> I hope. No, I really feel that as well when the sun is... Yeah, when when we're in the new season, the uh, sun is coming up and the smiles are coming up.
1: Maybe that's why everyone's always smiling in South Africa. It's always sunny.
0: That I, I think... I don't want to spread the fake news here, but <laughs> I think that's scientifically proven even. Probably. Uh, that, that people are generally more happy with more sunlight.
1: Yeah, I would uh, believe
0: it. I would believe it as well.
1: Yeah. And sunny <laughs> South Africa is also one of our nicknames. So
0: Sunny South Africans. Yeah. Well, sunny yeah.
1: South Africa, the country. Nice. So Yeah, I think people embrace that too.
0: Yeah, they should. Mm. Um, I think yeah, that's why we massively go to the south. On vacation because oh, yeah. we want sun, we crave it, uh, but we don't have it.
1: <laughs> I could see the pain in your eyes, they would yeah. crave it.
0: <laughs> it hurts, it hurts. I should stop talking about it, otherwise, I'm gonna cry.
1: Oh, we'll move on quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Kayla, stereotypes, yeah. Are there any stereotypes about South Africans, or maybe even within South Africa? You can have m- multiple stereotypes, right? They can have, I mean, there's a general stereotype about. African people in general from the African continent the continent, but it's on a, a bigger scale. Um but you also have them at smaller scales, so from one country to the other country, but also maybe within the country, mm. from city to city or um
1: Sure. So um Because South Africa is so varied, I think any of the stereotypes, even in themselves, only apply to parts of South Africa. But I'll start with our neighbouring countries. I think the stereotype is that South Africa is really rich and everyone in it is rich because our neighbouring countries um, have even higher rates of poverty than South Africa. So the assumption is that there's a lot of available work and a lot of opportunity. Um, You know, like the American dream style. I think South Africa's neighbouring countries thinks of like the South African dream where you can get a job and like provide for your family. But think there's much truth in that there's a very high unemployment rate um so that's a an interesting stereotype yeah. that persists
0: because uh south africa is economically speaking the the second country of africa right? yeah yeah after actually, nigeria
1: yeah it's it's like you said one of the richest in africa but it's so limited to the minority you know there's big business owners and uh, a lot of like historical wealth i guess that is limited to a few percent a, f- a small percentage but the vast majority still lives in poverty
0: and have you encountered any stereotypes here about yeah. south africa or south africans
1: yeah so uh i think that some of the biggest people assume again it sounds like contradictory but people assume there's a lot more racial tension than there is um i don't know if maybe people don't always know the level of desegregation that happened after apartheid like no one's actually separate anymore um so i think people still have that perception sometimes Uh, i don't know do you
0: um do i
1: do you think like black and white people are still separate in south africa
0: uh have you heard that yeah i've read i've also seen videos about that you know those those pictures or those images of white neighborhood black Mm -hmm. neighborhood and then a huge fence in between and a no man's land. in the oh middle. yeah. So uh, see,
1: I think that's more now the rich neighborhood and the poor neighborhood. It's not so much the white neighborhood, yeah, okay, neighborhood okay. anymore.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. What would you say then is the difference? Is Because they're still living separately.
1: Yeah, I, but I mean, it's not that not the only rich people are white people anymore. That's what I mean. Like, now there's rich black and white people and there's poor black oh, like and white that. people. So it's more separated by uh, economic status now than race. Exactly. Of course, there is racial tension. I just think it's exaggerated in people's perceptions of South Africa. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that can be the case, yeah. for sure.
1: And um, another stereotype, when I meet um, people that are familiar with Afrikaans people and culture. And
0: Afrikaans. Sounds <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> Does it sound... Yeah. <laughs> I'm <No>. glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the assumption is we can probably speak more Dutch than we can. So that's sometimes... What we? C- f- sorry, Who? Like uh, some Dutch people assume, oh, we can yeah. speak Dutch uh-huh. uh, because we can speak Afrikaans, which, like I was explaining earlier, we can read Afri we read Dutch and understand a lot of it, but I definitely can't hold a conversation in Dutch. No, by any stretch of the imagination.
0: No, I haven't um, met South Africans either, um, with whom I could have a, a conversation in Dutch. Yeah. Can, we can try after, uh, okay, after the yeah. episode. <laughs> we are so we won't be embarrassed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll just say, we can be embarrassed in private. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're smart. <laughs>
0: um, another thing I wanted to touch upon um, is that you also have a huge Indian community. Yes. In South Africa.
1: We have the second largest community of Indian people besides India. Besides India. Yeah.
0: And how did they end up there?
1: So, uh, at They came to KwaZulu-Natal, which is one of our coastal provinces, and they came there as uh, labor, so they were migrant workers that over time built a community, and it just grew and grew. Did they
0: come with the English
1: um, colonizers? Yeah, because uh, England ended up. What taking over the colonization process from, from the Netherlands, the Netherlands yeah. yeah, we were just passed around, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um yes, Indian people came with British colonisation and they came as migrant workers, yeah, and, and then during apartheid, unfortunately, they were also you know discriminated against, um so they lost really the position of m- migrant workers who are there like by their own volition and as an independent group, and we're just clumped in by a discriminatory government with non-white. So yeah, that lost a lot of, I think the established freedoms they had.
0: Yeah, and nowadays there's still many Indians yeah. living. Yeah, yeah they won't l- go away. Probably they will just <laughs> yeah. stay there for the rest.
1: Yeah, I think they're integrated into South African culture very deeply. Like it's South Africa is not south africa without the indian population as well
0: that's such an interesting fact yeah i mean to me it feels to me as um it's when i did the brazil episode there's a huge german community or your huge japanese community living in the middle of brazil Uh, and the same goes for south africa that there's this random connection with this other country Mm -hmm. that you could never have thought of
1: yeah (laughs) and what's weird is i don't I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think as many Indian people in South Africa have clear connections to India anymore, as you would assume. I don't know of many that have like a very active Indian uh, heritage.
0: Yeah, they're just part of the the South African culture and country. now. That's beautiful.
1: But still very, I mean, there's Indian people all over South Africa, but the It's still very concentrated in that same province, KwaZulu-Natal. Okay. That would probably be the most vibrant Indian culture.
0: Okay. That's where you can smell the curry already. Yeah.
1: We have really big, like, spice bazaars. It's lovely. (laughs) Damn. And much, you know, spice is a big part of South African culture too, I think. Yeah. People really value flavor and food is also used as a, a community tool. People bond over food and the process of cooking.
0: How is it called? The braai?
1: Yeah, wow, nice. <laughs> the, the braai, yeah. South
0: African barbecue, yes. if I say it correctly.
1: Yeah, it's like a c- integral cultural <laughs> stamp. Like, everyone, regardless of your race in South Africa, you'll be re- united over a braai. <laughs> everyone loves a braai. <laughs>
0: It's, it's it's just bar. Or sorry, just <laughs> not a bar- just the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. every South African like. <gasps> <laughs> oh my god!
1: <laughs> boycott. Let's boycott <laughs> <Yeah>. this podcast. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's because, of course, it is the process of barbecuing, but it's become such a social activity. The braai means the entire process. It's the getting together, what everyone brings, what you're going to discuss, the the emotion, the vibe um the drinks the the food the whole process is we're gonna (laughs) bribe
0: and with whom do you bribe
1: friends family colleagues you'll do some people will have like a bribe for their wedding there'll probably be a bride a funeral like there's a bribe every time you're gonna do it on the saturday when you watch the rugby it's just
0: once a week really
1: yeah sometimes more at at a point in my life we my father would bribe like every second night it was ridiculous. I didn't want to eat it anymore. <laughs> Can you imagine eating like barbecued food every day? <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah, no. <sighs> Briars is a big thing. Okay. We eat bri- bride food a lot.
0: Cool. I yeah. uh, also read there's a big meat culture in general.
1: Yes, I actually was thinking of this. I'm glad you brought it up. Meat is also a big thing to South Africans. Yeah. Which I've realized people are shocked by. Like, to me, I'm shocked that you don't have meat with every meal. Ah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It doesn't, it feels like a snack if I don't have meat. Meat makes it a meal. Uh huh. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Um, yeah, you we are in the classic, mm, sorry, correct. The, the classical Dutch dishes. They have meatballs, they have uh, slavinken. Every Dutch person knows what I mean now. <laughs> For all you Dutchies listening, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> um, and yeah, this classic, we call it AVG, is like, Aardappel, vlees, groente, which means potatoes, Meats meat, and vegetables. vegetables. Nice, yeah. That's like the classic that triangle. That
1: classic South African too. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's we inherited oh. it.
0: <laughs> I even saw a video of Afri- South African food, and th- you have frikandel. Yeah, uh, But it looks totally different than our frikandel. It we, does. Like yeah. our frikandel is just like a, s- how yeah, would you describe that? It's just like a finger, uh, like a. <laughs> <laughs> a sausage maybe so sa- yeah so <laughs> a sa- a sa- no yeah <laughs> a finger good one <laughs> finger uh, yeah like uh, yeah. a sausage but with a strange skin on it mm. so i don't like it personally yeah exactly yes. it Has a totally different form and shape um but the de- the name definitely comes from from the netherlands or belgium i'm, I'm not shocked <laughs> no
1: <laughs> a lot of our things come from the netherlands yeah Do you know Random, but one of the most South African things that I saw that isn't actually South African, it's Dutch, is a stable door, you know, the door that has the top that can open and the bottom stays closed.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's oh. like quintessential South African. And no, it's not. It's actually Dutch. Oh, so That yeah. was devastating.
0: <laughs> yeah, this door, <laughs> you don't have to open the whole door yeah. when someone's at your door. You, you can, can just, just open, open the, the, the upper part. Mm-hmm. Say hi and, and you can like lean over it, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was
1: really South African, but it's not.
0: I didn't know it was Dutch either. Yeah, Dutch. Uh, but now that you say this, yeah. Makes sense to me. Oh yeah. So probably many, many more um cultural inheritance.
1: Yeah, uh, but I think we didn't inherit your lack of meat. <laughs> no. That's what you were asking. Yeah, me. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. now nowadays, definitely here in the Netherlands. The vegan and vegetarian uh, trend is really booming.
1: Yeah, that's not popular in South Africa. It's no? a very small trend. I think also because of uh, like economic things, meat is affordable. People can buy it. Mm-hmm. It's cheap in South Africa. So and it's, it's money for people as well. The yeah, farmers. and of course, yeah. So I sometimes I think it's almost a little bit insensitive for people to like push veganism in South Africa because it's just not. Possible for so many people that live on like meat and what we call pup, which is a maize meal.
0: Exactly. um No, people need need to sell meat to provide for themselves yeah. in some parts at least. Huh? Um, in the Netherlands, I think there is many other options nowadays. But uh, I'm sure South Africa is a whole different situation.
1: Yeah.
0: Let yeah. me see. Um, oh yeah. I w- Let's just talk uh, about current events in uh, in South Africa. Because you told me you're a former journalist. Yes. So uh, you probably know what's up right now.
1: Oh, yeah. I won't disappoint. I know what's in the news. <laughs> so uh, I mentioned earlier we have some xenophobic attacks going on. So that's quite big in the news right now. But we also recently had a really big flood in Durban, which is our, one of our biggest... That's where the cities. Indians live. Yes, because yeah. Um, And it's been a really big flood, and the reason it's also been in the news is because there's been a lot of looting that's come from it, so places that were affected now have looting. And also I think it highlights where our government has not fulfilled its obligations with, like, infrastructure. It probably caused more damage than it should have if our government was prepared. So there's, yeah, the floods. Oh, there's also been the drama with um, Russia and Ukraine, because South Africa has uh, controversially not condemned Russia because of our connection in BRICS, which is an economic organization with Brazil, Russia, India, China and South Africa.
0: The biggest countries of the world, uh, (laughs) right? Um, Area-wise.
1: Yeah, and all technically developing countries, so... There was that link. Um, And our president has said he's not willing to compromise that connection. So I know that's been an issue of contention for a lot of South Africans.
0: Okay. So that's, uh, yeah, I I get why it's controversial. Yeah. Uh, But he doesn't want to do it because...
1: He does want to jeopardize the trade relations with Russia. Which I get economically, but also, you know, humanitarian reasons. You also need to get value to that as a president.
0: The eternal dilemma, right? Yeah. M- more morality versus finances.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like the biggest issues with COVID as well. Mm-hmm. Whether our economy could survive lockdowns. Yeah, that's and, you, know,
0: you always see that dilemma coming back.
1: Yeah. That's economy. actually also an interesting semi-current thing. Was I don't know if you saw the problems with the cigarette bans in South Africa. No. But our government banned cigarettes during the pandemic because of the suggested links between smoking and more severe COVID. Okay. And uh, people really took <laughs> poorly to this decision. And there's been a lot of ongoing court cases about the lack of constitutionality of that decision. Oh, wow. Yeah. And
0: has has there been found any link between that?
1: I think a very uh, fragile link between needing to be hospitalized as a smoker and not but i don't think enough to stop an entire industry in its tracks
0: i mean the link is there between cancer and smoking but
1: and of course and that <laughs> doesn't stop the industry so uh uh-huh. yeah
0: so this one wouldn't either but if the did. covid <laughs> if the covid link was there they wouldn't either
1: yeah but they they banned it it was, it caused a lot of like uh, illegal cigarette selling just more crime, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Again, the crime. That's uh, the biggest. Yeah. Pr- would you say that's the biggest problem South Africa is struggling with?
1: Definitely, everything else is amazing. Unfortunately, we don't get to touch on all, but like our wildlife and our nature, it's just a beautiful country.
0: To all those people that are curious about the wildlife and the nature of of South Africa, there's many pretty videos. I mean, if we would express that in words now, it would fall short of. Uh, that's true. Rather look
1: up a video. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I will send some pictures on the Instagram.
1: Nice. <laughs> and I'll end it on a on a positive note. That yeah. The biggest uh, what? pilgrimage in South Africa happens over Easter now to a place called Moira, which is a really big religious movement by a church called the ZC. So we'll see that in the news soon.
0: That's a pilgrimage from within South Africa. Throughout South Africa.
1: Yeah. And it's uh, just really, really big. So it's, it's quite a sight to see.
0: Uh, w- from what religion?
1: They're called Zionist Christians. Okay. And they're one of the biggest cr- uh, religious groups in South Africa.
0: And that's an annual event.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's a really big time of celebration for, the, for that group. It's cool. It's usually positive. Uh,
0: when is it happening?
1: Over Easter. So Over Easter. Okay, yeah. well,
0: yeah. Uh, send me the links. Sure. And yeah. I will <laughs> share them with the listeners.
1: Excellent.
0: Okay. Uh, let's say goodbye in Afrikaans. Afrikaans. It's
1: not gonna be too surprising for you, it's just totsins. <laughs> tots? Yeah it's tots. Le- tot
0: literally totsens. Yeah totsins. Okay guys. Totsens. Tots
1: <laughs>